Hi, I'm Steve Acuna, your host of the 30-Minute Sage, your source of practical advice to move forward through corporate and life changes. I come to you as a certified professional in change management and life coaching with over 25 years of boots on the ground and leadership experience that spans five corporate industries. This podcast explores the challenges of leading corporate teams through change with the audacious goal to apply techniques and wisdoms that go well beyond the workplace and into daily life. Along the way, I will share my successes and failures, my learnings and my truths as I continue to transcend corporate life and apply my personal mission to raise consciousness that activates the power of our human community. Welcome to the 30-Minute Sage. Now let's get started. Welcome to Episode 8, Hesitancy, Fear, and Bravery. Hey, before we get into the content, let's talk about the format of the podcast. First off, the podcast is casual, so it's like a conversation. Cuts down on heavy production, and this helps me to focus on sharing and content. In this episode, I'll talk about my experiences with behaviors that prevent or limit positive outcomes, with specific focus on how hesitancy and fear affect the ability to be brave in the workplace or life in general. It's my hope that you test these ideas and apply what makes sense to your situation, that process I call finding your inner sage. As always, I'll share a takeaway after each segment so you have something you can reflect on afterwards. And please don't forget, send the comments, hit the like button, and share it with others to help promote the podcast. Finally, this podcast is not therapy. Change management can be emotionally charged, so if you're not emotionally okay, please seek the professional assistance you need. Professional therapy has helped me and my family through tough times, so remember, it's okay to not be okay. All right, let's get into segment one, hesitancy. You know, hesitancy is complex. You know, there's so many reasons why one would be hesitant in a decision or action, but it really comes down to a slowness in acting or deciding due to doubt or uncertainty. And I'll talk about my own experiences and how it's actually served me. You know, over the years, I've become less hesitant for a number of reasons in many ways. Uh, familiarity is one. I, I've been in a situation many times and I don't, I have a little bit more trust in, in kind of some outcomes or anticipated outcomes given the situation that I, uh, that I'm experiencing. You know, I also have learned to trust in my own experiences, abilities, you know, expertise in a way that allows me to think about uh, risks in a different way. And I'll talk about that in a moment, but it's really understanding how fear has kind of played a, a role in my life and what it is has done to either prevent or even help me in some ways. Um, but you know, when it comes to that particular element of expertise and trusting in yourself, it's really important to also recognize the fact that that's kind of an underpinner to really give you an understanding and assessment of how you feel about your own situation and how you can trust in your abilities to get through it. So there's, there's a lot of components with this one, but it's also some great opportunities for learning. Uh, you know, the thing that I talked about before about benefits and things uh, associated with being hesitant or in the moment of hesitancy, you know, when I feel the moment of hesitancy because of some new situation, it makes me curious about what's creating it. And that's the defining moment uh, that really tells me a little bit more about my ability to adapt. And so it's it's a great opportunity to think about it in the moment if you have time, because obviously, depending on the circumstances, you may not have time. It could be a dangerous situation even. And in this case, you don't want to be thinking too much and you don't want to be 
uh, too slow in that situation. So keep that in mind. It's all circumstantial. Uh, so when it comes to that situation of observing though, and asking the question, what's creating hesitancy? What's making me pause at this moment? Is it fear related? Is it a real thing? Is it actually true? All of these things give me insight into what I need to work on. And so it's really a moment in time that I think is critically important for uh, to be reflective and to also understand what's driving it and what's the intention here that you're trying to get to. Okay. So it's not always bad. It's not always bad. It can be about how risk adverse you are too, which gives you a good yardstick. And I'm not saying everyone has to be risk adverse. I mean, uh, you know, everyone's different and I'm not suggesting that any behavior is better than another, but if there are risks that, that would be beneficial to take, uh, because it's actually promoting professional growth or personal growth, or it's just something that's helping you get through a certain point in your life where you're stuck or in your career, you're stuck. Um, these are the kinds of things that help you to understand where you stand in regards to adapting uh, to situations. So in other words, it provides a yardstick of where you're, where you're at uh, and where you, given where you want to be. Okay. So it's not a bad thing to recognize. Again, if you have the time to uh, actually analyze why you feel hesitant. Um, so, you know, some of the questions that come up, are you missing out on an opportunity, you know, that you might want to dig a little bit deeper into what hesitancy is creating for you and maybe um, constraining uh, your life in some ways. Uh, do you feel stuck in routine is another question that comes up uh, when it comes to being hesitant or always feeling hesitant. Um, how can you make small changes? That's the other piece that I always ask myself. It's like, if I feel like I need to grow through this in some way, and I'm constantly hesitant given this circumstance, are there small things I can do to kind of give myself a little bit more of a chance to learn, um, a, a chance to grow and to develop a little bit more muscle, if you will, around the situation? And these are things that really are great for understanding risk tolerance and your ability to take on different risks that actually could promote a great benefit for you in your professional life or personal life. So I always kind of ask these things of myself to really understand what it can teach me. You know, it's not always bad either. You know, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I was in a situation with my, uh, with my wife and we were, it was Christmas and we were taking some pies and gifts over to, um, her parents' house. And it's kind of a weird story. So it's a, just, just, uh, stay with me here. So I stop at a, at a, at a stoplight. And there's no traffic because it was like on a weekend that year. And it was, uh, I think it was even like a Sunday. So it was very, very slow. And there was really, we were up early. So we were, we were, we were driving out early. Uh, so there was really nobody on the roads and I was sitting in a red light and my wife and I were talking and, uh, I, the, the light turned green and I just kind of waited and I, I started daydreaming for a moment and I was just like, gosh, you know, I, um, I just was just lost in my thoughts, you know, and I, I just kind of came to, and my, my wife looked at me and said, are, are you going to go, are you going to move forward? Uh, what's going on? You okay? And I was like, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, let me, and I kind of shook my head and just kind of woke up a little bit and just said, okay, yeah, yeah. So then I, I waited one more second and a car ran the red light and went right through the intersection that we would have gone through at that same time. Uh, and the car must've been going about 50, 60 miles per hour. There's no doubt in my mind that that hesitancy 
probably, it probably saved my life because I, I think it would have just T-boned perfectly right on the door, right on my side. So it would have been, uh, it would have been devastating, uh, a terrible crash. And so I stopped for a moment and I just took a breath and I was just like, wow, you know, that was, that's, that's amazing. And it was quite lucky that I actually hesitated for a moment. Now that's a pretty extreme example. And it's certainly not a work related one. That's, uh, this is really one that's about danger, right? This is one that's, that's about devastating accident, a devastating action accident. So, you know, it's a different circumstance, but it tells me also that hesitancy could also be about timing. And that's also important to note. Now, I'm not going to suggest that that was, uh, that could have been just straight up luck. You know, some people might even say that was, well, that was divine intervention or, you know, all of these things that could be interpreted. But what it told me though, is that timing is also a part of this. And you can also be thinking that hesitancy could be putting you in the right time frame for something that's impactful or positive for your life or for your profession. So just keep that in mind. So it's not always bad. It's not something you're always trying to work through. But if you learn from it and you're in, and you have intention about trying to move forward with, in a positive way, it'll help you grow in different ways. And it can, it can mold itself around what you need to know in those circumstances. If you can be in, in, inquisitive and curious at the same time. So this brings me to takeaway. Number one, the moment of hesitancy is a sacred point in time because it gives you an opportunity to assess where you stand with your ability to move past doubt and uncertainty. So again, the takeaway number one, the moment of hesitancy is a sacred point in time because it gives you an opportunity to assess where you stand with your ability to move past doubt and uncertainty. Hesitancy is something that you can look at as a teacher as well. Uh, now, again, let me remind you, hesitancy can also be something that's really important for your own safety. So what we're really talking about here is the hesitancy that's created by uncertainty and fear. And the next segment, we'll talk a little bit more about fear and the contribution of fear in a way that can be positive and sometimes can hinder your growth in your personal and professional life. All right, let's get into segment two, fear. Now, this is a really interesting subject and one that we're all familiar with. So there's a lot of interpretation about what fear is and how it's created. I'm going to just focus on my own experiences on this one. And, and you can have your own interpretation of fear uh, and how it's shown up in your life as well. Uh, it's something we all have in common. You know, fear is something that just is part of life and in many respects, it's, it's something that we can all learn from as well. And I want to talk a little bit more about that and what I've learned from it as well. You know, it's, it's a, it's a distressing emotion and it's, it's typically aroused by impending danger, um, pain, uh, you know, bad things that could be coming that you kind of anticipate from a circumstance, from a situation. Uh, it could be a threat that could be real. Uh, such as in a dangerous situation, or it can be completely imagined. And what's really interesting is the response could be exactly the same. And uh, that's what makes fear such an interesting subject to discuss. You know, in, in my experiences with fear, it's um, it's about the unknown. 
It's about not being sure. Uh, in the last segment, we talked about hesitation and and the, and the hesitancy that one could experience uh, in a in a risk uh, risky situation. You know, fear is something that also is part of the contributing factors of hesitancy. And I and I focused uh, less on fear in the last segment because I knew we were going to talk about it in this one. And so when I talk about fear of the unknown, uh, there's a lot of things that go through my head in particular. Some of it is usually worst case situations. Uh, and much of it, I'll, I'll say the majority of it isn't even true. It's not even going to happen that way. And I'm, I'm kind of trying to anticipate the worst situation so I can emotionally be in a better space to handle it. And I think sometimes that get that gets a little extreme for me at least. And, and sometimes it turns into a little bit too much thinking about that. And, and that's something I've worked on. And maybe some of you have that in common with me. Uh, but I do recognize that as something my uh, response is, my response tends to be uh, when it comes to fear. Uh, the fear of the unknown aspect of it is really something that I think all of us can identify with. You know, we don't always know what's going to happen in a situation. And there's a concern about what could happen. Uh, you know, I've been in situations and, and in past segments and episodes that uh, I've shared uh, with personal situations. There's been a lot of fear of unknown in the, the the challenges and struggles that I've shared in this podcast. And most of them are really uh, situations that can be in some way or another managed, handled, uh, supported. And uh, there are situations where the unknown could produce something that is completely different and new that is very difficult to manage and handle. And I recognize that and I want to acknowledge that. So this isn't a catch-all and I'm not trying to overgeneralize uh, situations that people go through in life that could be uh, pretty significant and serious. Uh, but for me, that whole concept of unknown is really allowing my imagination or my thoughts to just go and run on their own to the situation that's really not productive for me or the circumstance. Uh, so how do we deal with that? Well, first of all, I just recognize the fact that that's my response. I, I tend to worry about those kinds of situations and I tend to overthink them. So I automatically start to observe myself under the condition of fear. And uh, the unknown component, as I mentioned before, uh, when I've had those situations, they, they typically have not happened the way I thought they would, you know, which is generally the worst case situation. Okay. So that's something I want to just kind of mention when it comes to that. Uh, you know, the ink, what it also does though, is it increases focus, you know, it increases response, uh, intention, direction setting. It's something that actually activates our, uh, my, in my situation, it activates awareness, um, it's almost like this uh, extra sensory type of uh, space that you get into where things are just clearer and you're and call it adrenaline, whatever the, the physical response is, it just makes it pulls you right into the moment. And that moment becomes the, the world around you. And that could be a really good thing, especially if it's a situation that requires that type of attention. It can also be debilitating too. And for me, it's, it, it has created uh, hesitation. It's created uncertainty sometimes as well. So that's just something I've observed in myself as well. I, you know, I have this uh, small uh, short story. Uh, you know, I, when I was a kid, I was in martial arts and we used to do these sparring uh, sessions and we also do tournaments where we'd spar against you. you know, sparring is like, you know, controlled uh, competition and it's controlled um, 
uh, uh, fighting, if you will. So it's it's not uh, it's not meant to hurt. It's really meant to be competitive and to see how fast your reactions are and and uh, and it's it's fun. It's fun uh, provided it's you know controlled setting and everyone recognizes that it's a competition. Uh, so I was in this competition. It was the first competition I was in. And, uh, this kind of tells me about, you know, what, what fear is really like for me when I was, when I was younger. Um, I, I was facing this, this individual, I was, I think I was like 13, 14 and I was kind of skinny and scrawny, you know, not, not maybe not scrawny, but skinny for sure. But I was facing this, uh, this opponent in this tournament and, uh, I turned to the side to see him and he, he looked like a 21 year old man. And he was only 14 and I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this is crazy. I'm, I am fighting a monster right here. And there was a lot of fear that I started to feel because I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not ready for this, this guy. You know, this guy's like twice my size. He, he looks like, you know, same size as my father. And I, I didn't know how to handle. So I had to take a deep breath and recognize the fact that this is fear. This is what fear is doing. And it made me sharp. It made me now I still lost the match. No, I mean, I mean, the guy was really great and he was, he was twice my size, but I did my best and I did, I know I did my best because fear actually put me in that mode. It, it made me, um, uh, respond faster than I ever would think faster than I ever would. And it created a situation where I, I actually did better than I thought I would. Okay. So keep that in mind. So fear is not a bad thing. We all know that. But in the moment, it's like you, you're 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 in a different space and a different perspective. And in that moment, geez, I wanted to go out the door. I wanted to run out the door. You know, I was thinking, what am I doing this for? Is this really what I want to be getting into here? And so all that stuff happened. But what a growth opportunity I had in that moment. And I still carry that story all the way all through these years. Why? Because it taught me something really important about myself and my ability to persevere and move through fear. Okay. So it can also save your life. As I mentioned about hesitancy and you know, sometimes the timing aspect of it, the fear creates a, a, a hesitancy that, that actually produces the right timing for a circumstance to be um, a stroke of luck or something that actually helps you. Okay. But it can also really limit you uh, in many respects. And, and the limiting factor for me was the avoidance aspect of it. Because I knew I was, I was, I would feel fear in a circumstances. I wouldn't try um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even give it a shot. So this brings me to takeaway number two, which is let's face it. Fear can save your life when you're in danger, but when you're not in danger, it can open a new perspective of what needs to change in one's life. So again, let's face it. Fear can save your life when you are in danger, but when you're not in danger, it can open new perspectives of what needs to change in one's life. Keep in mind that it will teach you some things about yourself that you never would have experienced before under normal circumstances. So just know that it is a benefit if you keep the right intention and the right frame of mind. All right, let's get into segment three, bravery. Now, this is a great subject because it's really something that I always strive to better understand how I can flip the switch and be more brave in situations where uh, fear has been a part of my uh, the circumstance. So with bravery, we're really talking about being strong in the face of fear. 
And, you know, the last segment I talked about, you know, a, a funny uh, story about being in a tournament, a martial art tournament and facing this really huge opponent that I just, he just, he just scared me. Yeah. This guy just freaked me out because I, I thought to myself, wow, uh, I'm, I'm going to get hurt somehow. And all these things went through my head that, you know, there's no way I'm going to be able to uh, hold my own against somebody who is twice my size. And so th that kind of fear was something that created a situation where I was just a lot of doubt, a lot of hesitancy came through. And I thought to myself, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to do well here. And I might even get hurt in the circumstance. So all these things went through my head and that's all within like the first half a second, you know, seeing this person. But what, what's also interesting is the moment where I took a deep breath and I said, I'm going to, I'm moving forward. I'm going to uh, stay in this and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to accept the fact that I'm afraid, but I'm still going to move forward. And so somewhere in that, in that time frame, whether it was, you know, milliseconds or, you know, whatever it was, it, there was a point in my, in my mind where I, I, I decided that I was going to do this. And that moment was what really defined bravery for me because I was, I was fearful, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, I could have been that the person could accidentally, you know, not uh, pull a punch back or something like that with full power and hurt me, you know, and, and I wouldn't be able to stop it, but I had to believe in myself to think that I could stop it, that I could actually affect the situation that I could actually win this match. And that, that moment, and I also had a great coach. My instructor, I remember, I vividly remember him uh, uh, yelling my name and he saw this opponent. It was like, and I, I, I know he was thinking, oh no, <laughs> this is not looking good for Steve. Um, but I looked at him and he said, he looked at me dead in the eye. He says, you could do this. You could do this. I've seen you do this. And he said it and it was like all the other noises and conversations and sounds just kind of faded away and I heard him and then I believed it. And that's the moment where I became brave. That's the moment where I realized that I could actually persevere in the situation and maybe even win. And that's the hope component that made me stop thinking about whether or not I was going to win. Actually, to some point, I actually got to a point where it's like, I don't even care if I win or lose. I'm going for it, right? I'm going to do what I can do and I'm going to do my best. And it was all within those few seconds that made me realize that that's a life lesson. And it was a strategic moment in my life to actually teach me what it meant to move forward with bravery. So bravery is an interesting one because it's it's really about uh, understanding what's preventing you from moving forward, what's stopping you from those limiting beliefs that you have in yourself, uh, the self-doubt. And I've talked uh, quite a bit uh, about self-doubt in a, a few segments now because it really is a debilitating factor when it comes to moving forward and actually showing the bravery that you can have uh, in a moment where you you perhaps don't believe you can move forward. Okay. So that's, that's the example that I really think that, um, that really kind of, uh, demonstrates and, and illustrates exactly how I felt or, or what the situation was in the moment. Now I've also felt that kind of same thing with, and I've talked about public speaking in a previous segment, 
uh, you know, I've had those same similar feelings, but because I was able to overcome, you know, uh, a situation of fear with bravery, it was almost like I remembered that situation. In fact, I, I kind of, I, I recalled that moment in that martial art situation when I would actually be afraid or fearful of an outcome or worried about how I would do in a presentation at work, you know, this, uh, and I talked about that early in my career, you know, and what, what caused that in a, in an experience in college. Uh, so look back on those older, other episodes and you'll, you'll understand the storyline here. But ultimately, what it comes down to is that there's a way for you to persevere through it, and there's a way to do that with intention, with, and bravery is the outcome of that, okay? There's one more element I want to talk about in this particular segment, which I think is kind of interesting. It's the, it's the whole concept of actually getting to a point where you almost don't care what happens. You just need to, you just need to act. You need to move forward. And you set your direction and you're just focused on that direction. Like that's, that's a piece that's really hard to articulate in this segment, but it's almost like this detachment. And it's a moment where um, you feel as though it doesn't matter. Uh, you're going to do it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. If it does work out, it doesn't matter because you know, it's the right thing to do for you in that moment or for someone else in that moment. And you are the one to do it. And that's the kind of stuff that I, it's really hard to put a finger on to say, let's do more of that. It's, it's almost like a, uh, a self-taught kind of, um, response, or it's an awareness that really kind of comes through the experience of actually moving past fear and into something that's actually brave. Okay. Uh, bravery can also be about using your voice. Uh, that's, that's another aspect in the workplace and tying it back to the workplace. Um, you know, I, I've seen folks that really, um, I could see the fear in the fact that they don't want to, um, uh, be in a position where somebody, uh, you know, calls them out or makes them feel like they don't know what they're talking about or all these negative things. We talked about, you know, past segments too, about bad behavior and management leadership, or even in, uh, just in the workplace, um, that can create uh, a situation where you just don't want to do anything with it because it's just easier to not do anything than to worry about the fear that it creates. And also how you, how you hurt, how you, um, clear the hurdle of, of becoming brave. You know, it's just easier to just not act. Right. But that's the, that's the piece though. That's the opportunity that we need to blow that up into something that's more about how do we isolate on that so that we can actually, in some respects, be prepared for those moments. Right. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I think is really important and using your voice and assertion is something I've also seen, uh, as a, as something that, uh, that folks have limited themselves with in regards to just not participating, you know, better to not say anything, because if I say something, then it's going to, it's going to, it's going to create some kind of response. And that response might not be favorable for me, or it might not, uh, it might call me out in something that I'm uncertain about, or I'm, I'm worried about these kinds of thoughts and these thought forms that we're creating in ourselves, I think in a lot of respects kind of show up in that bridge work from fear to bravery. And so why I mention all of this is because it's a very much a self-evaluation situation. 
as it was for me. And uh, not everyone's going to be able to provide answers to say, do these three things and you'll be perfect every time. You will be brave. It's more about a choice that you're making in that millisecond of a moment where you know you have an opportunity to actually persevere and win and to, and to move forward and to be successful. Okay. So that's bravery is something that I'm always watching for. Uh, as far as moments in time where I can actually demonstrate it for myself. And why that's also important is because uh, demonstration of bravery is a demonstration for others to follow. And I think it's really important to understand that that modeling component is something that we need more of in this world. We need more brave people that use their voice in the right ways to help this world uh, move forward, to help people move forward, to make a positive work environment, to create a positive effect in the family environment. All of these things are opportunities that we all have. I know we all have. I have. And I'm always going to try to seek those opportunities with intention so that I can try to move things forward and create something more positive. Okay. So I challenge you to think about it in that way and see what it, how it works for you. Okay. Now this brings me to takeaway number three, which is surrender your self-doubt and limiting beliefs. Your bravery has been waiting for you and has something to say. So again, takeaway number three, surrender your self-doubts and limiting beliefs. Your bravery has been waiting for you and has something to say. I hope that you enjoyed this segment and I hope that you've gained some new insights from these subjects. I would, I would hope also that you test these for yourself. It's not about what you hear from me or from my experiences that matter. It's about what you gain as far as insights into the experiences that you will face and what you learn from them. So use these opportunities of fear to understand what creates the hesitancy and then ask yourself, what will it take to be brave in this situation? What's preventing me from being brave in every situation? And that is the lesson that I've learned in my life to always be inquisitive, to always think about new ways for me to develop in a personal and professional way. Everything is waiting for you. So let's step out of the way of ourselves and move forward with bravery. All right, let's go ahead and do a summary of our episode. In segment one, hesitancy, I talked about the act of observing one's hesitancy to give valuable insights into behaviors, thoughts, or responses that prevent personal and professional growth. I also talked about how hesitancy is not necessarily a bad thing under the right circumstances and how it could even provide positive timing outcomes. The fear response was also introduced into the mix as a strong contributing factor. The takeaway was... The moment of hesitancy is a sacred point in time because it gives you an opportunity to assess where you stand with your ability to move past doubt and uncertainty. In segment two, fear, I discuss the moment of fear and how it can be beneficial in dangerous situations by bringing the needed focus and energy to a person. I also discussed the fear of the unknown and I shared my own experiences of fear as a young person and how I still carry the lessons of that strategic moment in my life. The takeaway was, let's face it, 
Fear can save your life when you're in danger. When you're not in danger, it can open a new perspective of what needs to change in one's life. And finally, in segment three, bravery, I talked about the moments when one moves forward through fear into bravery by believing that success is possible. And I even took it further to the very moment of bravery when I felt detached and even cared less about the positive or negative outcomes and the focus of doing what I know is needed to help myself and someone else was primary. The takeaway was more of a contemplation, which was, Surrender your self-doubt and limiting beliefs. Your bravery has been waiting for you and has something to say. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to you joining me next time. Mm -hmm.